Hello, this is Kumbasike, this is Connor, and this is episode 30. Today I'm having a chat with Izzy Haskell. Izzy is a personal trainer from England and the host of the Lean Bean podcast. Izzy, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, I'm enjoying life in Vietnam, slightly better than the UK. Sorry to, sorry to, yeah, it. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. So, do you mind telling me a bit about your background then, Izzy? So, how did you get started out in fitness? Um, so, I, as a child, was the fat kid. I absolutely hated sport of all kinds. Um, and then, when I was about 15, I embarked on my fitness journey and started running. Um, and I lost about six stone through that. Um, and yeah, so since then, when I left school, I was training to be an accountant um, and I absolutely hated it. I did it for two years and just found it the most boring job in the world and just thought, you know, life's too short um, to be sat around at a desk doing Excel spreadsheets. Um, I know it affected me like mentally as well, like just the fact that all oh, I felt I did was work and I didn't, wasn't enjoying it. Um, so one day I decided to take the plunge and train to be a PT. Um, so this was at the beginning of 2019. Yeah. And whilst I was trained for PT, I worked at Screwfix, which I absolutely loved. Like probably one of my favorite jobs ever just because it was so customer based. Um, yeah. And then when I qualified for a PT, which was like um, May of 2019, I then um, worked in a gym um called anytime fitness but now obviously because of covid i'm just sort of doing my own thing which is hard but i mean it's, it's going okay <laughs> yeah sure so how do you then so you were at the gym obviously in 2019 and then obviously this pandemic hits which fucks things up for everybody you then moved to online stuff uh, what kind how did covid affect you almost what was the difference between you know the in-person sessions and the online ones um, so online, I just feel like it's not as personal. So a lot of my clients have never even met before, um, which I find kind of weird. But at the same time, it's good because you can sort of connect with anybody around the world. Um, luckily, because of like this lockdown we're in now, you can still meet one person outside for exercise. So luckily, PT is allowed to happen outside in a public place. So I have been able to see like a couple of my clients outside. Um, and I think it's just sort of shown which of my clients are actually dedicated to fitness and actually want to achieve their goals rather than just not doing anything. I heard a statistic the other day that said 80% of people aren't exercising this lockdown. Um, and normally sort of January, February time is like our biggest time of year because it's like everyone's like new year, new me. Um, so yeah, I think it really shows who the dedicated few are that actually still are exercising now, despite the horrible weather. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, geez, that would definitely put me off so what kind of classes do you, do you kind of uh what kind of classes do you host um so whilst I'm in the gym I teach like spin um I do a couple of the Les Mills programs so like body pump body combat and body attack um I do a class called two fit to dance which is basically really cheesy music um and it's just an easy dance class um probably my favorite class to teach you turn the lights off you know glow sticks basically just a rave just we're all sober so um yeah and then I teach Zumba as well which I love so that's sort of in the gym and then outside the gym I do different boot camps and things but obviously at the moment because you can't meet anyone um, you can't do any classes so it's sort of 
single pupil boot camps at the moment just one, just the one person at a time which is a bit annoying but oh well at least it's given me a chance to like this lockdown especially I've been buying like loads of little bits of equipment like here and there I keep saying like especially the middle of Lidl is like my dream it's just every week there's like a new bit of like like a new resistance band or like a new medicine slam ball or something so I can I pick that up so I've actually got quite a big like home gym now which is quite good <laughs> yeah that's quite a creative way to you know take advantage of the lockdown and especially in the line of work you're in almost make something creative for yourself yeah definitely yeah sweet so what we usually do is the on Cumbersique is well the slogan the comeback beats the setback we talk a bit about kind of challenges we've faced this could be through mental health or other um I'm going to pose the question to you what kind of challenges have you faced, say, in the last few years? This can be with fitness or beyond or with your mental health. And how have you managed to come back from it? Um, so it's weird because I literally never talk about this. Um, but so I suffered with depression um, sort of end of 2018, 2019. Um, I sort of really just sort of picked up on it. Um, I thought before it was just because I was feeling a bit sad. Um, at the time, I was with a boyfriend who was really horrible not horrible in like a physical way but just like uh as you know I felt like I had to give my all to him and he would sort of mess me around and stuff like that um and I just became sort of very depressed and not happy and I was still in my job that I didn't like and things and I just sort of had no sort of light forward um and the job I was at before was amazing money like as an 18 year old I was on 25 grand a year which is insane for an 18 year old but like it just goes to show that money doesn't buy happiness because I was not happy like I had all the money in the world but I was not a happy person um so yeah so then for this boyfriend as well I sort of like you know when you lose friends and things like that like I sort of did everything with him and sort of lost contact with friends and stuff and then one day I just had this epiphany and I was like, you know what, I'm going to quit my job and I'm going to break up with you because I just, my life was not going anywhere good. So I, yes, yeah, broke up with him. That's why I decided to train to be a PT. Um, and honestly, I've never felt better. So I, yeah, I never talk about it. I, I'm still on antidepressants. I don't, not as bad as I was. I still take them just because, I don't know. I feel like I'm not 100% ready, but I don't know I think it's all like a psychological thing that I rely on them a bit um mm. so yeah I've sort of weaned myself off them a bit but not like fully um and like fest stuff like going to festivals that was a big thing for me because I I went on my own I've never done anything like that before um and I've just always wanted to go to festivals I was always like waiting for like friends to go with or something and I was like you know what I'm just gonna go I'm just gonna book it and like Isle of Wight like meeting you and stuff like was such a big thing for me and I loved it and like even when I went um traveling as well like, I went on my own I met girls out there and stuff but some of them I'm really good friends with now um and I just think that like while you're young you just need to do stuff on your own like you can have relationships and all that but you need to be um focusing on yourself more and look look after yourself and be selfish um so yeah so definitely that's my story I think <laughs> so you are, you went to solo traveling to Asia by yourself is that correct yes so I did I flew it was actually just before Covid so 7th February last year I flew out to Bangkok 
um, and I did the loop. So Bangkok, um, so I did Thailand, Cambodia, Vietnam, and Laos. Um, and yeah, honestly loved it. Like there's a group, I went with a company called G Adventures um, and it's all people under 30. I was an English speaking tour. So there was like mostly English people. There was a couple of Irish, Canadian, Australian, a couple of German people, Norwegians. Um, and most people come on their own and it was just the best experience so like one of the girls I'm really good friends with she lives in Brighton so she's only two hours from me and we've met up since um which is really nice and it just shows that like there are like-minded people out there you just need to get out and do the things that you want to do and you'll meet people on the way um because I thought oh I'm never going to meet anyone I'm going to be by myself and like the only time I was by myself was the flight that was literally the only time um and you're with these people like 24 7 and within like two days you're already like best friends with them like it's crazy how quickly you bond but even like at festivals like Isle of Wight like what we were together for what five days and yeah, I, believe so. I feel like I've known you a lifetime yeah mm. it's crazy like you don't even need to be with these people that long but because you're just so you're just you love the same things like you love festivals or you love traveling you just meet like-minded people and it's just that's how you make your best friends just by like doing stuff that you enjoy and that they enjoy it as well. Yeah, I definitely agree with your point there about solo travel or going somewhere solo if you fancy going because you can easily wait and wait and wait for someone to go with you. But then you're almost, you know, having your hand held the whole time. Eventually, if you actually, you know, make the plunge and go solo, then I don't want to use a really cliche phrase, but or a really cringy one but you do kind of discover more about yourself you kind of find out what you're really like if you just do it by yourself otherwise you're never going to really learn if you have someone holding your hand for you on the way to Isle of Wight or Asia or wherever you end up yeah like even like going to Isle of Wight like I got the ferry from um Livington over to Isle of Wight on my own and you can just tell the people that are going to the festival by the size of their bags and stuff and you just get a chance to people even on the ferry, like before you've got there. Like I shared a taxi from the ferry port to the festival with like a random couple that I've just met 10 minutes earlier. And it's almost like you're drunk and you meet friends on night out, but you're sober still because I was on a ferry <laughs> at like 10 o'clock in the morning. And because they love the same stuff as me, like they were going to a festival and stuff. So we just sort of bonded over the ferry journey. Like now I've got them on Snapchat for that. Like so oh. um yeah, <laughs> it's just finding like <laughs> yeah and all we did was meet on a ferry and got same to the same taxi and it's just you just gotta find stuff like most people have friends from like work or school and like school is just literally a mixture of everybody like I probably speak to what three friends from school still like yeah I just because we didn't like the same stuff but then exploring other things what I'm into like traveling festivals fitness that sort of stuff you just meet so many new friends because you have the same interests yeah, of course, I definitely agree with that point, especially where often a lot of the times when you want to do something solo, you can think, oh, but what if I meet people and they think I'm weird or they don't want to hang out with me? But then if you, you know, shut that voice off and just go for it, it doesn't matter. Even if the worst case scenario, someone thinks you're weird, it does not matter. You will find 10 more people who don't think you're weird or if they do think you're weird, they will still like you anyway. So I would say just go for it. Yeah, like... It's like, Cora, I think you're crazy, mate. But like, yeah, I'm off my I love you, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, you are, you are proper mad, but you're amazing as well. Like, it's like, I remember my favourite moment from Isle of Wight was when George Ezra was on and he was singing Hold My Girl and the 
sun is setting and I'd literally known you guys for what two days yeah. but I felt like we just bonded so much and we we're all swaying and singing and I literally like that moment just goes through my head like just George Ezra like the sunset and like I felt like I've made these friends for like a lifetime but I'd literally known you for two days and um it's just crazy and like I'm so grateful that things like Festaf and all these like solo like travel companies and stuff exist because otherwise like I just wouldn't have like done anything really <laughs> yeah no, of course it's so easy yeah, especially at a young age to just you know go with the flow I kind of realized on my solo travel that from moving to Vietnam that if I stayed in the UK I'd be having the same old conversations every day and eventually that would last two years to three years and before I know it I'm middle-aged and oh shit I've not done anything so it's good that you know yeah to take the plunge and same with you from you know start uh, leaving accounting going to be a personal trainer doing first off solo doing Asia solo and there are many more things to come for you, obviously, just after this pandemic. Yeah, like honestly, I last year I remember saying, God, like next year is going to be so good. Like everything's moved to next year and now like Glastonbury's moved. So, I mean, that's the year after. So hopefully like some good things will happen this year. But I mean, at least I went traveling at the right time. Like, I came home the 11th of March. I think we went into lockdown like the week after. So I literally came home at the perfect time. Yeah. Um, but, yeah it's it's crazy because over in Asia though like I wasn't scared like, I remember like my family and friends like texting me back home being like are you sure you're okay out there like the news is like crazy and I was like yeah I'm fine like, I'm having a great time and I think the media just sort of like drove COVID like crazy whereas I was like I went to Hal- it Halong Bay like right at the top of Vietnam yeah, yeah and it's like right by I think it's like 50 miles from Wuhan and um at the time everyone's like oh my god you're like so close you're gonna die and all this and it's like I'm fine like there was barely anyone there because there's no Chinese tourists there which was great for me because that meant like I could go proper like exploring the area and um I think just the media over here drove it so crazy being like oh my god why are you in Asia like I remember coming home and um I didn't have to quarantine at the time but my work made me have two weeks off because at the time I didn't have to quarantine at all I could I was planning to go back to work like the next day um but because people like members of the gym knew I was in Asia um my boss said to me like a lot of people have been concerned about you coming back we'd rather you have two weeks off before you come back to work and all this and I was like I'm fine and I remember like the day I went back to work was the day that the gym shut funnily enough um and I remember like all my like colleagues being sat around me being like oh don't get too close to me like you've got COVID I was like I haven't got COVID just because I've been to Asia like doesn't mean I've got like I had a rucksack with me with my stuff in that I took with me when I went backpacking and they were like oh that bag's infected it's like no it's not (laughs) like just because it's been a holiday I was fine so um yeah it's just crazy that I think the media just drove it mad over here because over in Asia I felt fine like I remember the only time I had to wear a mask was like on transports like on a plane or like on the overnight trains Mm, yeah yeah. um and I remember this yeah, I remember just popping to a little shop in Ho Chi Minh and just buying like two masks and I wore them on the plane on the train that was literally it like I didn't wear them otherwise I just because I felt safe and I think it's just the media over here like scaring it sort of thing just making people more scared which doesn't really help people mentally because you sort of I know people that haven't left the house like my nan has not left the house since March last year like she won't even go for a walk like I think because she because she was just so scared that like 
she's going to get COVID. And she, but she won't because even a little walk, she doesn't live in a busy area. Oh, like yeah. a little walk would do her good. But she literally has not left the house since March, which I find mental. So um, life's too short to be stuck in your house. Like, <laughs> yeah, I don't want to waste a whole year of my life sat inside. It'd be boring. Jesus, imagine. Yeah, it's funny that you even mentioned that British agenda because. In Britain, I think in Viet, well, I'm not sure about the other Asian countries that you went to. I'm not sure of their coronavirus coronavirus tallies. But in Vietnam, around a thousand cases and 35 deaths. And in Britain, I don't actually know the figure anymore because it's gone so far beyond that. So it's mad the scaremongering going on in Britain about what's going on in Asia. Yet at home, things aren't exactly going swimmingly either. They've not looked after it that well. Yeah, and I feel like yeah, just. I remember just people texting me being like oh my god are you okay like because I was closer to Wuhan than like before but I was thinking like I, I'm fine like I literally if I had a cough or something I wouldn't like go near anyone like the first day to be fair when I got home I was like ill but I think it's I was jet lagged I hadn't slept in like 48 hours I was knackered so um going home I just wanted to go to bed and I sort of think my parents sort of thought oh god she's ill but like I was just it's just jet lag like I was fine the next day I had a long sleep and then I was fine yeah of course but yeah all of this kind of you know it is just an experience at the end of the day you know in a couple of years time when people say oh where were you during corona you can be like I was 50 miles from Wuhan and I didn't catch it and that can be like a great opening line or something that like the next time we're at a festival you can tell everyone that yeah like I feel like as well everyone said like last year was such a waste like never did anything but I like to see it as like what you did achieve in the year like I still went traveling um like you have to think of what you did do during COVID rather than like what you didn't do um so I know that to be fair I've only actually binge watched one series which I'm quite proud of <laughs> so out of the whole out of the three lockdowns I've only binge watched one Netflix what, series, what series was so it? sex education oh okay that's not a bad choice so uh, no okay okay i'll give you that one i, I thought you were gonna say like gossip girl or something i was like come on izzy oh but, no 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 sex education but it's but it's not that long either like it's not like a long series yeah. um but i just felt like every day like today it's a tuesday i've like got a busy day on i've had a pc client this morning um i went to the post office to post stuff um i got finished painting the hallway later tip dogs for a walk like I have stuff like to do and I write myself like a to-do list every day and that's helped me so much mentally with like having something to achieve um so even if like I have like the notes on my phone and I make like a little checklist and even if it's just like get up shower have breakfast um I don't know walk the dog and I don't know go to the post office like that's five things in my day and when I tick them off I feel like, accomplished and it's helped me so much mentally because I've... Yes, then. Um, we all know that, you know, exercise does benefit your mental health. Numerous studies suggest so. Uh, in terms of you, you personally, uh, what is it about fitness that you love that keeps you doing it? And say, for example, if you're having a rough day, you know, you're demotivated, you're flat, you're lethargic. How do you still just show up anyway? Um, that's actually such a good question. So... Yeah, I know, yeah, loads of studies have shown that mental health um, can be improved so much through exercise, and it's so true. Um, even my mum knows if I'm a bit grumpy, she'll make me go for a walk or like something because she just knows that I just need to get out of the house. And I think, especially during lockdown and things, 
there's only especially during the first lockdown when it was nothing you could do other than your one hour of exercise a day people really took advantage of it and I think it helped so many people mentally just because of the sort of release they were getting going outside going for a walk getting some vitamin d and feeling good um so myself personally um I when I was six stone overweight I was really unhappy um my parents got divorced when I was about 10 um and I think just sort of being passed between parents all the time you was going out for meals and stuff like that I think just that sort of made me pile the weight on I was just really unhappy in my appearance um and the thing that sort of started my fitness journey was um I remember the year above me at school which I just got Facebook and the year above me at school had their prom and I remember seeing all the prom photos on Facebook and I remember thinking oh my god that's gonna be me next year I don't want to be the fat one in the prom photos so that sort of drove me to start my sort of fitness journey and to think of it as well social media has sort of driven me to um get into health and fitness really in a positive way because I saw the pictures of the girls and I was thinking I don't want to look like the fat one on the end sort of thing I wanted to look good in my prom photos um because they sort of the pictures like that stay with you forever it's like wedding photos like they stay with you forever and you want to look good in them um so I think I just started running and literally even if it was just like a mile like if I just ran like round the block once it was a mile and that was enough for me and I think when you eat so do you mind telling me then a bit more about the lean bean podcast that you've started up yeah so I started it actually in the summer over the first lockdown um just because I was listening to other people's podcasts and I sort of wanted to voice my own ideas um and I mainly do them for myself to listen to um but obviously other people can listen to them as well um so I was really the first one I ever got into really was um, James Smith PT. Um, so he speaks a lot of truth about fitness, and um, I find him sort of it doesn't really sort of make it all fluffy and buttery that sort of thing. He just sort of says it straight to the point how it is, which I really agree with in fitness. Like if you want something, you'll get it. Like there's no point sugarcoating everything. Um, so I was listening to him on like my daily walks and stuff. Um, and I started obviously with my online clients, my PT clients and stuff. I wanted them to have something to listen to um, if they're on their like daily walks and stuff. So yeah, just little um, tips. I never like to make mine that long. So like longest I would do is for about 20 minutes only because sometimes some of the podcasts I've listened to are like three hours long and I have to pause it and I forget what, <laughs> what was happening. Um, so yeah, I really been getting into podcasts in the car at the moment as well. Um, so yeah, just putting in a podcast rather than because I found that like driving to my PC clients, I was always listening to Radio One. And as much as I love Greg James, it was getting to the point where like it's a bit of nonsense at the end of the day, and also the news is on there as well, and it's just depressing. So I've decided now just to listen to podcasts um, because I want to sort of fuel my knowledge best that I can, and listening to podcasts and stuff really helps. Even if I just pick up one thing from a podcast a day, that helps me so much with my business and clients and in general, really, just even myself learning different things. Um, so, yeah, so I don't really have time to read. So podcasts are sort of the next best thing. Um, so, yeah, I've, actually, I've really been enjoying them as well. Like, I just love like having someone to listen to, especially like if you're on your own in the day, like 
my parents have still been going to work um some of the time and stuff and like you're on your own all day you feel like you're just talking to the dog sometimes like it's nice to have somebody else's voice to listen to um so yes yeah, so they've helped me sort of, and it helped mentally as well just have some sort of company um and you feel more sort of achieved in the day like if I'm driving to a PT client at half seven in the morning and I've got a podcast on I've learned something by eight o'clock like that's that's good for me because I feel like eight o'clock in the morning I've already learned something um so that's what I try and sort of keep up every day which is good yeah I'm also the same with podcasts I started devouring them about two years ago and then eventually ran out of excuses not to do my own so here we are episode 30. Nice yeah literally like I I'm listening to one at the moment she's called um Georgie Cooper so she's a bodybuilder but she's also an online coach and I'm on, I've been binging, binging her. I think I'm on like episode like 17. And I only started last week. So um, I just really enjoy like having something to listen to. And I think, especially having it on like Spotify and stuff, you realise that how many people actually listen. And when someone gives you feedback on your podcast, like, oh, I really liked that bit, or I really liked that, like you feel like you're actually doing it for a purpose, which is really nice. Otherwise, you just feel like you're talking to yourself all the time. Yeah, massively. If I ever meet, if I ever interview this Georgie Cooper, I will let you know, and hopefully you enjoy that one as well. Oh, do it. Yeah, I honestly love her. She's like just really inspirational and just yeah, I just really enjoy listening to her. And I feel like as well, it so much depends on people's voice. Like I started one the other day that my friend recommended to me, and I can't remember what it's called, but I got about three minutes into the first episode and I just turned it off because she was so unsure about what to say she's like oh, I think I'm gonna start doing a podcast and it's like you need to commit to the idea you should do it you need to execute it well because I got bored after three minutes and turned it off and I don't remember the name of it so it just goes to show like you got to put in the effort and make it enjoyable for people to listen to and actually have some sort of facts in there otherwise it's just dull no one will listen to it <laughs> yeah I completely agree with the, the idea there so then coming to the end of the conversation, Izzy, what are your aims for the future with your fitness and beyond? Right, so it's quite a difficult one. So I was originally planning to do a uh, physique competition, um, sort of end of August, September this year. Um, so my past, I've done three marathons and sort of that fitness challenge is sort of, I've done it now, I've done three, like I know I can do it. I want to set myself a new goal. Um, so yeah, the plan is to do a um, physique competition. I was going to do it this year, but I'm actually booked to go to New York in September. And I really want to not have to worry about eating healthily whilst in New York. You know, it's, I'm there for nine days. I'm going to eat everything in sight, probably. Um, yeah, so I've never been to New York before. And like, I've always wanted to go and just like American food is amazing. So yeah, so I've decided instead to prep for a competition sort of March, April of 2022, um, which sounds really far away, but obviously it's probably not, it's probably gonna go very quick. So for now, I'm just sort of working on building as much muscle as I can before um, I go into my like lean cut phase, which will be once I got back from New York. Um, so that's sort of my goals within myself. And then career wise, um, I, so I'm having a long think about this the other day, as much as I love being a PT, I think when I'm like 60, I just don't think I'll be able to do it as well. Like teaching five plus hour long classes a day and having loads of clients, I don't think physically my body will be able to cope. Like as a 22 year old, it's fine. I'm, it's okay. But when I'm older, I'm not going to be able to cope. So 
I've decided to actually um, apply for um, open uni, which I'm going to start in September to become a PE teacher. Um, so hopefully then I'll be able to inspire children. Um, so I want to work at like a secondary school age, which is the age that I started my fitness journey and hopefully inspire others of that sort of age to get into fitness, especially if they don't like it at the time. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'll be starting that in September and that's a four year course. So it's a three years in sports coaching and then a year PTCE. So then hopefully um, in the next couple of years, maybe in the next five or six years, I'll transfer over to the school, but then still do PT and stuff outside and still do um, like classes in the evening and stuff. Because obviously school, you finish at what, half, three, four. So I'd be able to teach classes at gyms and things because most of the classes are on in the evenings. Um, so that's sort of my goal career-wise, um, just thinking ahead to the future. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, wicked. So yeah, Izzy, thanks very much for coming on. Really love the catch-up. And hopefully, yeah, we can properly catch up over a cold one, a uh, tent at Isle of Wight or Glastonbury 2022. Oh, fingers crossed. To be honest, any I'd happily just sit in a tent with the cold one. I don't, you don't even need music. Just sit in a tent with the cold one. That'd be that'd be fine enough for me. <laughs> yeah, I never thought like eighteen months ago when I kind of left. I was like, never thought it'd be eighteen months on. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm still not sat in a tent with a cold one. I might just get it done. Yeah, I'll find a way. I'll find a way. <laughs> yeah, my my tent's getting dusty. Like, I need I need it to go out. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> Great stuff. So yeah, thanks again for coming on, Izzy, and yeah, all the very best. Thanks, and you too.